Hello and welcome to Rethinking Lost. I'm Ultimate Manus and together with Scott Copperman we'll take you through the latest episode of Lost. So sit down and relax while I attach these electrodes and blow ash all over you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Rethinking Lost, where I, Scott Copperman, and my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus, will be taking a look at episode three of season six, What Kate Does. So, uh, hello, Elton. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. So, we'll go right right to the heart of the matter here. Did you enjoy the episode? Um, it wasn't the mind-blowing episode I was expecting I, I think I'm expecting every single episode to be absolutely mind-blowing and wow what a roller coaster but it didn't turn out that way for me yeah I didn't really care for it much myself I mean it's kind of a that sounds harsher than I really feel about it but mm. it it felt very different it felt like it was written by a different writer it had a whole different pacing to it yeah and it really it felt like one of the the style of episodes that I didn't care for in the past. Yeah. So it wasn't even, very welcome. Even with the title, there was a, an episode called What What Kate Did. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm assuming this is the ultra different multiverse version of what Kate did as to what Kate does. So well, what did Kate does, I suppose. <laughs> I I I could kind of see that. I mean it's that's kinda clever. I guess if they're going to do it once in the whole season, they're going to do a play on another episode title. That's fine, too. But it just... Where I was complaining last week about the pacing of the episode, I have to complain in the other direction. I felt like a whole lot of nothing happened at times. Um, And that's not to say that there weren't significant moments, but it had a lot of just kind of stalling and and, um, fake-feeling emotion. And it just... It was very choppy, I must admit. There was a lot of very short scenes, cut to the other scene, and a very short scene, a little bit of dialogue, and then cut away again. And I think it felt very slow because they didn't move out of the temple, really. A lot of the story was just in the temple, around the temple, and then Kate ran off. Right, and I I would say, in hindsight, we'll be able to look at this and say some of the action that happens with Richard or, or Fake Lock could have been part of this episode and some of the stuff that happened here could have been moved to like a piece of episode four. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It could be also, I'm not a big Kate fan these days and I know there are people in real life who, who are just a mess like she is, but God, she is a mess. She yeah. just, it's, it's in a way that you don't even, I personally don't even feel bad for her. I mean, I, I can tell she's screwed up in that, both in the flash, the past 2004 timeline and yeah. the current timeline. She just is so conflicted and, and so damaged and broken. But at this point, it's a nuisance. She's a pest more than someone I, I feel for. <laughs> yeah, don't they have They have to give her an episode, though, don't they? One of, yeah. one of the main characters. So you have to have this, uh, in inverted commas, in, in inverted commas, uh, flash sideways don't we right right and and i know we 
she's a pretty major player for us to see differences in in her original history and what's happening here. But it just when it was over, there wasn't any thing that had happened with her. I didn't feel any kind of growth. No. And it might be we might see some more, and I guess we'll get to that as we go through the episode. But well, uh, let me go back to the beginning here a sec. When they began showing us the scene at the airport, there were some subtle differences. Camera angle stuff, a bit of dialogue was a little different. Um, but I actually thought for a minute we were seeing yet another split. Did you get that same impression? Or am I... I mean, I know I was overthinking it, but... No, I wasn't thinking... I thought... No, I wasn't thinking that at all. Oh, I, I, I don't know, it just seemed... It's trying to build up a character that we already know about the character. And mm-hmm. so it's going over old ground, but from a different perspective. And it is a little bit like treading water, I suppose. I don't want it to be a filler, but it's, it's edging on a filler already. Well, I guess if to give them the benefit of the doubt, what they hammered home here is that whatever part of her life, whatever situation she's in, whichever timeline it is, Kate at heart is not a bad person. No. She genuinely cares. Um... She makes impulsive decisions. She gets swept up in the moment. I think she wishes she was someone she wasn't, although we've seen that she just doesn't wear the domestic housewife, cute couple situation very well. But, you know, her reaction with Claire when she figured out, oh, my God, I took this pregnant woman's baby items. And what she did, it's they just kind of reinforced that, Although events have changed, she's still the same person, yeah. and she's still a good person. Well, starting from the beginning on this episode, uh, we saw Kate in the cab, didn't we? She just knit the cape, uh, just knit the cab with Claire in it. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where she saw Jack on a mobile phone chatting away. Did she recognise him, or was was it just her recognising him from when she burst out the toilet? I think. This is what I was alluding to in some of the other episodes, that she's going to have those little twinges of something just isn't right. I think it happened at another point, too, um, later on with Claire in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I think we just had a couple of moments where she cocked her head a little bit. Some Something just a little flash of deja vu. Yeah, do you reckon we're going to have lots of shots of, okay, cock your head to the left now. Uh, oh, they're, they're realizing something. I think this season may be full of cock to the left or cock to the right. I I do, and I think that that's the intended interpretation. I remember reading or seeing something where Jack, the actor who played Jack, said that it was like a knowing, a knowing look mm-hmm. is how it was directed in the. It might have actually been the, the Hurley podcast that he's doing. You know, when where Jorge Garcia is doing a, a podcast that's actually pre-recorded from when they filmed the episodes. Oh, okay. Geronimo Jack's beard. And if I remember right, he and his girlfriend were talking about the direction in the script and how they were the first ones I heard say that, like, kind of knowing look. And they yeah. were kind of make, not making fun of it, but just kind of pointing out that it sound, seems like they're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But yeah, I did catch that too. Just that that glimpse at um, at Jack, where it just seemed to, to cause her to pause. Mm. So we also saw Claire. I think a very weak Claire, and I guess that's the character she was. I don't remember her being 
so like fragile after the plane crash. She was fairly tough. I mean, there was this, the time on the island where the baby, she thought the baby wasn't there until Jin gave her the urchin, sea urchin. Yep. And she felt the baby kick. A much stronger, tougher version of the person we see in this episode. Yeah. But we did see some parallels. We had the baby seemed to stop having its heartbeat. And, yep. and Claire, again, it's a, kind of a parallel experience, but not a parallel reaction. I think that's more of a, a reaction from a mother, just absolutely panicking in a hospital, isn't it? So, Yeah. But she... Well, she was given the choice whether she would have the baby now or she could try to delay it. And there were a lot of ironic parts to that where Ethan says, I don't want to unnecessarily stick you with a needle. You know, oh, so mm. how different from before when you kidnapped her and, and did it. <laughs> but I just didn't get the impression that, that this is the same strength of character within Claire that we see on Island. And I, I know that Claire went through a lot of things, but early on post-crash when she's kind of fooling around with Charlie a little bit and he brings her the peanut butter, the invisible peanut butter. Yeah. And it, it just seemed like there was a difference. And we also didn't hear any mention of Richard Malkin. You know, she didn't say that she was conflicted in any way about giving this baby up. She no. was there to do it. She went. Yeah. And, and what did you think of, of who the adoptive parents were supposed to be? Did you think it should have been someone more aha-ish or... Oh, more of a uh, da-da-da sort of thing. Yeah. Well, we had Ethan in the hospital. and we I mean, it could have very easily been the DeGroots or... You know, how cool would it have been if it was Rachel Blake? Yeah, I like Rachel that. Rachel Blake and a boyfriend from the first alternate reality game. Ooh. But it turned out, as far as I know, it was a pretty inconsequential person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same woman from... Season one or season two, isn't it? I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, that's right. Is. We did actually meet them signing the papers. Yeah, we met them in the office, didn't we? Oh, see, and I thought maybe she looked familiar. To me, the significance of that scene was how much that woman said, I just can't do it alone. I just can't do it alone. Again, in contrast to what we've seen. Yeah. You know, son raised the baby on her own. See, Claire, now, baby. See, when she opened the door, I was, oh, okay, fair enough. And did you see the things hanging behind her in in the actual house? They look very Blair Witchy, almost Messiah-looking little statues hanging from the ceiling or hanging on the wall. I was like, ooh, I did like it, but I don't know whether we're supposed to read anything into that or not. It had a kind of a creepy feel overall, but I was kind of more focused on, on her. Yeah. Because I, I just didn't trust her. I, I spent most of that exchange the first time I watched it trying to figure out whether she genuinely had been left by her husband. Right. Or or was it that this was how they were going to get the Claire to go away? Yeah. Maybe forced to leave her husband or the husband was forced to leave her. Now, talking about things that you notice detail-wise, I've seen a couple of um, screen caps that people took. Claire's right. ultrasound is dated... October 22nd, 2004. Oh. Not September. Now, you would think, I know there's, you know, people nitpick all kinds of stuff, but they made a point of showing the ultrasound. They know people do stuff like that. Yeah. And they know people are going to be trying to discern when exactly this is. Yeah. Is it 
pot. I mean, it, certainly a month can't have gone by because they landed the airplane. This, no, basically the same day. They were still at the airport, weren't they? It's, it's all the the same actions of leaving the plane, isn't it? So right. So why would they put it like that then? If it's a mistake, it's an unfortunate mistake because it's it's the kind of thing that you would think that anytime there's a date at this point they got to be a little more careful is it possible this reality the 2004 one that we're thinking of is it possible that the numbers are different to out the one that on the island so you think we'll see a different set of six numbers constantly recurring yeah i, I think we will or nine seventeen twenty one that kind of thing yeah i'm Something along them lines. I, I don't know what the actual number it would be, but one thing that did stick into my head was Ethan when he turned around, or Mr. Goodspeed, when he turned around and said, uh, the baby's heartbeat is around about 140 beats a minute. I just, I don't know why. I think if he'd turned around and said 108 beats a minute, then I'd have gone, oh, it's just one of the numbers. Yeah. But, you know, is that a significant num- number? Will we have to add up all the other numbers to reach that number? I I don't know. I'm not too sure yet. I don't know. I'm inclined to think that there's just not enough time for that. Although, really, this episode threw a wrench into that perception of we don't have time for stuff like that because well, yeah. there was a lot of just kind of frivolous things in there. that. If they're really scratching for time to get this thing done and it's it feels really rushed, then I'm going to shout at them and go back to... Back to episode three and sort it out and spread it out a little bit. You could have shoved a bit more guff into this one, I think. Yeah, there was time put toward camera shots and hesitating scenes and such that just seemed kind of, at at this point, they seemed just kind of like, why? If you take, just like when we edit these episodes, you take five seconds here, ten seconds there, a second, a second, a second, and all of a sudden you've, you've built two, three extra minutes. Yeah. Which in a TV show like that, it's that's a whole other reveal that they can do. That's a whole scene. Yeah. So basically, that's all we really got, though, in the 2004 timeline. It, it wasn't mentioned at all in the previously unlost. They, they completely ignored the existence of this other timeline. Mm. But then, as far as that goes, it was all Kate, which you would expect from the title. And it was stealing the cab kicking Claire out kind of her whole interaction with Claire was kind of weird at the beginning just very unsympathetic mm. and then which I mean she's still in the car but I mean clearly Claire was pregnant you could maybe you could let her get her bag or let her get out of the car it no, it just seems like a needs must Kate at that time you know when the uh, when the cab driver ran off with his arms flailing in the air which I thought was <laughs> yeah. hilarious as he ran away, uh, she was like, oh, crying out loud, and just jumped in there. Was, right, that's it. I've got to sort this out. Got to take it on myself. Mm-hmm. And then we see a total difference. She sees the the bag of baby items. She goes back to get Claire. Okay, I, I, I can see that the feeling of guilt and the feeling of compassion. But then it goes beyond that. She takes her to the, to the adoptive parent's home, which, okay. Then Claire goes into labor. There's, if Kate's a, uh, on the run, going to the hospital is the worst possible thing she could do. Yeah. Okay, but she's super Kate. She does what she thinks. She's untouchable. She can go. But even that, like she she lingered. It just was very inconsistent with other versions of 
of Kate that we've seen before. Yeah, we've seen her be very, very sneaky at times, haven't we? Yeah, and, and just slip out, and, you know, leave people at what seems like an awful time. Yeah. And so the, at the very end, the last we've seen of her in this episode was she leaves with Claire's credit card. Mm-hmm. And we assume that she's going to go on to the next chapter in her life there. Claire's in the hospital. She has not yet had the baby, but she is in the care of Dr. Goodspeed. Yeah. Did you find him creepy or did you find him... Do you know, I... I when she came running out and, oh, Dr. Goodspeed, doc, well, I, I can't remember what she said, but she asked for a doctor, didn't she? And yes. Ethan turned around and said, oh, yes, I'm Mr. Goodspeed. Now, I don't know how he ended up with the name Goodspeed, but that's probably something to do with his dimension, I'm guessing. Well, that's his thats his real last name, isn't it? Because Emily... No, it's Horace Ethan and Emily. Wrong. Well, but he's Emily's son right. on the island. He, he was born to Emily. And I was trying to think at first of why Ethan's off the island, but I, I'm actually not bothered by that because no. they evacuate the island. Miles got off the island, and in theory, Ethan should have been on the submarine. Baby Miles got off the island. Yeah. With, with his mother. So Ethan should have been shipped off the island. That's right. Yeah. So it's not an issue that he was not killed he- when the island went down because he's not supposed to be there. He should have been evacuated. Yeah, he still would have left the island. He would have been born on the island, but yeah, he would have still... Have left, wouldn't right. he? Miles, Charlotte, okay. she should be off too. I mean, they were put on the on the sub and sent away. Yeah. So I'm not bothered that he's. That's there. that's what's fooling me. I'm thinking that no one was ever on the island, but obviously they had the Dharma camp underwater. So yeah. Okay, fine. Now that that makes perfect sense. I'm I'm good with that. One thing I did find uh, funny about it is, I think when Claire's panicking about uh, having the baby in the. Uh, the line go, it goes flatline on her and she starts panicking and running around he he just wanders around and checks the checks the baby and she screams out oh call it Aaron call it Aaron and what I wanted to happen was uh, Ethan to turn around and say did she say Aaron and Claire go I'm not sure was it Aaron or Aaron and <laughs> ask Claire Aaron or Aaron and it just could go around in circles for a minute just going Aaron 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 and that would have been brilliant, I think. It's, It was a weird thing, the way she blurted the name out and then said later, oh, I, I didn't even know where that name came from. Yeah. I mean, I assume that that's supposed to be her little bit of deja vu that, you know, like we said last episode, yeah, the realities I, are kind of meshing and, and memories are kind of poking through every once in a while. Yeah, I'd say that was the bleeding over, to be honest. Yeah, so, and she seemed to like it. She liked it in the other reality too. So mm. <laughs> There was another scene that interests me about the bleeding over. Uh, there was Kate. She'd picked up... She'd, sorry, she'd uh, taken the cab to the workshop. The guy had mm. popped off his cuffs. Her cuffs, sorry, using the uh, hole punch or whatever it was. She asked for something in... Uh, can she get changed? And he went, oh yeah, in the back. And he shook his head as if like... He'd had five other hot chicks with handcuffs <laughs> coming through. Just like, just, just keep it one. quick. Yeah, be all right. Three thirty-five is showing up soon. <laughs> but um, as she was in that room, she was going through the stuff. She looked to the the picture that was in the suitcase of uh, Claire's suitcase. Now I don't know whether she recognised Claire in a memory or something bleeding over, or it's just because oh yeah yeah I, I just 
shitted on her really, didn't I? Or and there was a a scene where she looked in the mirror, very much like Jack in the aeroplane, mm-hmm. and just looked at herself. And you was thinking, is she thinking something? Is she recognizing something? Is something coming through? I'm not too sure. I think you're right. Very I think that 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 picture. Of, number one, it definitely made her realize, oh my god, what happened? What was that woman? She really was pregnant. I mm. didn't notice it. But also, I think since she was going back to the island supposedly be to find Claire uh, to me that whole her whole motivation to go back to the island was always kind of weird and they, they did make a point of saying it again in this episode in the 2007 version but you know she says that she went back to the island because she wanted to find Claire yeah and and she did parent Aaron for three years so I, I guess there's some sort of connection if there's any bleeding through of memories that should have been a trigger well, yeah, she was holding hands with Claire as well as she was getting her scan done. Uh-huh. So that's the maternal thing for me there. That is, there always was that little bond between them. Yeah, I think that was an intended kind of like scene at the mirror, just like with Jack. I think you're right. Are we going to see every single person in this timeline look in the mirror? Maybe not that, but I think we're going to see the pregnant pause from everybody. Just that. <gasps> oh. Mm. <laughs> And it'll it'll get old. I mean, we have a, a lot of. I, I guess we'll see it. I say for everybody, but I think we'll see it for all the Oceanic Six. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. I was thinking with the LAX that it could be the LA Ten, like that. There may be ten characters who we end up focusing on. That's a lot of characters to get through, though. Well, it would be the. Go through it quick. We got Jack, Kate, Claire already, Locke already. So there's four. Yeah. Hurley, Sawyer, we're up to six. Jin and Son, we're up to eight. Charlie. Charlie's nine. Not Boone, though. Please, Desmond. Not Boone. Desmond. If it's Desmond, that's ten. That's, yeah. If those are ten key people who, I mean, who are significant to the finale of the story. So it'd be like the LA-10. Exactly. The 10 that landed. LA Space 10. That's my interpretation of LAX. I'm throwing it out there. Good man. <laughs> and I'm running with it. So should we wrap up the alternate reality, alternate dimension? Because there really wasn't much more to it. It basically, to me, just hammered out that Kate's the same person at heart. She might recognize something. And and we saw a little bit of Claire's story. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to that at the moment, is there? No. Okay, fine. Let's get back onto the island where I want to be, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, not so much happened here. Mm. You know, a little bit, but... There were a couple of scenes that really intrigued me. Yeah. Saeed's accent. Is it English? Is it his own accent? Was he whispering? I'm not too sure. This comes back from the... Uh, I've listened to all the podcasts from the first episode now, and a lot of people mention his accent as if he sat up and... Had a bowler hat, uh, bowler hat on his head, and oh, what's going on? And very British sounding to me. I don't know if it is my poor sound quality or but not. But that's his real life voice, isn't it? His real yeah. life accent. He's got a wonderful accent. Could it just be poor? I mean, it sounds awful, but not poor acting. But okay, play Spacey, and his default Spacey, foggy-headed voice is not but, Iraqi enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a, a drunk Britishman. Mm-hmm. 
Possibly. I'm, not, I'm still not too sure whether it is he's doing it on purpose or, or what. I really don't know. Sometimes it sounded Iraqi. Sometimes it sounded very pompous and British. Well, it could. And, you know, we, we'll get into it a little more later. But the idea is thrown out there that his body may be claimed. Now, everyone's first impression is it's claimed by the Black Smoke Monster. Yeah. And... I actually thought perhaps the claiming is the same way Mr. Smith infects programs in the Matrix. That okay. a single entity is capable of infecting and spreading himself and possessing multiple people. But they didn't say that. They didn't say he may be possessed by that. They said he may be claimed, which suggests there were a number of entities looking for bodies. And perhaps Claire was claimed by someone. And that's why it was possible to have two people in the cabin. Yeah. Saeed has been claimed by yet another person from, you know, with a British accent. <laughs> and, you know, that it, it's this Black Rock crew. Oh. Maybe there's multiple people, multiple entities out there looking to retake corporeal form. And, you know, someone's Ooh. in Saeed. We don't know who it is. I've just had a chill gun down my spine about that. Maybe... Black Smokey guy is trying to get his whole crew back together to leave, to go home on the, the Black Rock. Now, these also could be the whispers. They could be the, the entities floating around watching things happening. And watching what the island's going through and what the people are doing and waiting for their chance to strike. Because I think... Didn't Locke turn around in one season turn around and say... Things don't stay buried on this island. Yep, and we also know the others were very concerned by getting the bodies back after Sawyer had killed some of the others. Yeah. No, but Black Smoke Man, he can't be off the Black Rock because we saw it come in. He was already on the island when that happened. No, but he could... It may not be... Uh, his group may not be Black Rock people. They may be a variety of soldiers from his group or from his army right maybe he was part of the first wave that ended up on the island and he was the first people his group were the first to be corrupted and fight as uh, he said before well maybe who he's looking to bring back are his loyal followers from the black rock yeah maybe there was a split maybe maybe richard was one of the loyal at one point and he says it's good to see you out of the chains Richard changed sides, bought his freedom that way. Yeah. But I I think this idea of being claimed and being infected, the assumption is it's it's the black smoke. I don't think it necessarily has to be that consciousness. It could be an ally of it doesn't have to just be Jacob or Fake Lock. It, it, it could it's be one of many. Mm-hmm. And I think Claire this for me reconciles the fact that Claire and Christian were both in the cabin, because like you and I were wondering, like, is it possible to possess more than one at a time? Which, yeah. on first watch, that's kind of what I thought was happening. Now he's got his fingers in another, and like I said, like the Matrix, you know, Smith's replicating himself everywhere. It's that same kind of thing. But I'm thinking more now. He, the use of the word "claimed," makes me think that there's. 
I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's more the black smoke just taking over bodies. And it is one huge entity and it takes over the body bodies, but then it takes over the personalities of that bodies, thus becoming that person. Because I I sent you a a, a DM this week, didn't I, about mm-hmm. uh the black smoke monster. And we now know he is Flock, don't we? Yes. I was under the impression, because you've said it before, that possibly Mikhail was the Black Smoke Monster, mm-hmm. which would hold up because he got killed going through the um, the Sonic fence. He also got killed by Desmond through the heart with a harpoon, and yet he still managed to swim along and kill himself again uh, to kill Charlie. Now, I'm really happy to accept that, but... He mentioned one thing when he was walking through the jungle with Locke and Kate and uh, Rousseau and someone else, I can't remember. Oh, Saeed. He turned around and said to Locke, uh, you are a bit of a, a mystery. The last time I saw you, you were para. And then it was cut off. Right. Now, I was thinking, the only person that we've seen that has seen Locke fleetingly is Michael Abaddon. He willed him from his bed, or from from a uh, a physiotherapy room, into the elevator, and I'd class that as a, a fleeting visit or a yep. fleeting memory, mm-hmm. as he willed him in. Now, that that says to me that he could be Mikhail, he could be Abaddon, and it could be many other people. Yeah, well, and Alex. We're assuming it was Alex in the temple and yeah. Yami. Yeah, but. He those bodies seem to be discarded, uh, or at least dematerialized. It's not like then a limp body fell to the side. Oh, and Montan, well, Montan is in the cave. He lost his arm. That yeah. body was there with the book. He didn't come back out, did he? No, he didn't. No, his his uh, body and uh, bag were still down there, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm still very confused about that. I. I tend to say stuff and think, oh, yeah, that's really good. And then two minutes later, mm, start questioning myself on it. It's it's a bizarre situation to be in. Well, we were talking about Ben possibly never having really interacted with Jacob other than possibly what happened in the temple. Mm-hmm. And perhaps he's always been interacting with the Black Smoke Monster and not realizing it. He had no concerns about the placement of dead bodies. He left dead bodies all over the place. He never said to his group of others, go get the bodies. Don't leave them out there. He left Alex's body out there. He left his dad's body in the car, didn't he? Uh, yep. he, he would, yeah. He, he should have known it, about it by then, shouldn't he? Mm-hmm. So, it seems to be a shift in priority from the other others' mentality, but I don't know. I, I have a feeling... I'm sure we're we're reading into it too much, but I think that is a significant part. This idea of of bodies being left, and it was made a point last year, so I, I think it's still an issue. Just there's a lot of other stuff going on now. <laughs> yeah, the there's not many losty bodies that haven't been buried, though, are there? I think everyone that's died has either been burnt in the fuselage or been buried. 
I can't yeah, think you... of a- anyone that they've actually uh, left because there was a, a point made of uh, Barry and Russo and uh, yes, Alex, Alex and uh, oh, well, and yet Carl. Alex materialized. Oh, hmm. what was Alex? Was Alex buried? No, no, it was. Um, it was Carl and Russo, Carl wasn't it? So, yep. No, it did Ben? Ben buried uh, Alex, didn't he? I have to go bury my daughter. I'm oh, sure he did. Did you? Uh, do you remember having heard? And I know Nikki and Paula were very minor characters, but I thought it was confirmed by Damon and Carlton that the spiders were the smoke monster. Yeah, I heard that as well. And you, well, you heard the noise, didn't you? As the spiders yeah. came out, you heard the. So yeah, I'm saying that the. I'm quite happy to say that they were definitely the smoke monster. I mean, I think that's unrelated but it, it's a shame that it, i mean it's a contradiction that we have to just dismiss but that was just anything else. that was just a nice way of getting rid of them two yeah. in a spooky fashion i don't think we have to worry about that i don't think the last scene of uh, lost will have uh, medusa <laughs> spiders in it I, I don't think we have to worry about that at all it was just yeah. a nice way of getting rid of them no i suspect that's before they decided where they were going at what pace that that was just another another facet to the monster that they yeah. were playing with. Well, so we have Saeed infected, claimed, something's not right. As you point out, he, he doesn't seem himself at all. Uh, one note I made to myself is I was frustrated that with the exception of Hurley and Jin, I'm watching a lot of my favorite characters really just get taken apart. They're not nearly the same people they were in season three, four, five. You know, a lot of just weak, <laughs> uh, wimpy, whiny, conflicted. Yeah. It, it, they just don't seem like the same people to me. I was very, very pleased to see Jin, though, finally go look for Sun. <laughs> yeah, about time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, getting on the wimpy and whiny, there was a scene where um, uh, they... What the temple others they went to take Saeed for talks and they just mm-hmm. wanted to talk to him. And I think it was Jack, he turned around and said, No, no, you know, I'm coming with you. And then all of a sudden, something happened and it all started kicking off, didn't it? And about two or three of these others just laid into Miles and you could see him just oh, cover his yeah. face. He's like, No, not me, mm-hmm. not the face. And everyone just piled in as it. As it it's as if they turned around and went, I'm having that guy. And they all thought it at the same time because they were just going to beat someone up. Don't make us hit your little friend here. Yeah, we'll beat him up real good. Speaking of Miles, there were a couple scenes where he just looked preoccupied. They didn't do the sound effects that they do when he talks to the dead. But it just seemed to me like he was gathering information. Either he was bothered that he had never seen Saeed or he was still talking to Saeed or mm. he was hearing the voices of the dead and gathering information. And he just looked like he had a sense. Something's not right here. I can't really say what it is yet, but well, for a person, a person to be able to read minds of the dead or hear the last thoughts of the dead, going into an ancient temple like that, you must get quite a lot of information. I would have thought there must be at least one or two skeletons flowing around there. He might, you know, uh, from Monton, surely, would he be able to read the the last thoughts of Monton? 
if he's still there, maybe maybe the body wasn't there anymore, or maybe Smoke Monster gets in the way. Mm. I'm surprised they don't know he's special, because Bram knew who he was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just a couple things that I just had to be patient and and let them play out. But it, I, I really thought when they wanted to talk to Jack, they were going to tell him. You know, his dad was on the island before and all. And instead we got this, we can't give him the medicine. You have to do it. We can't make you give it to him. You have to want to give it to him. I'm getting tired of that too. And I, I know it sounds like I'm complaining a lot, but I no, that, I was that genuinely frustrated. And, that did go back and forth quite a bit, I thought. I understand the free will versus destiny theme, but it's like nobody gets told to do anything it's no he was he was uh, what 30 seconds away of actually crossing his arms and stamping his feet on the floor and saying no you will give it to him and jack turning around saying no i won't give it to him and it could have carried on like that for hours and hours we could have had three episodes of just watching them two exchange them three words right and one minute they're telling him he's got to come and he says i don't want to and they said oh Maybe you don't understand. We're having this conversation. You're either coming willingly or we're going to drag you. Mm. And then 10 minutes later into the episode, oh, we were hoping you would come on your own. <laughs> he walks by. Step aside. He walks right by. Nobody stops. It's just, I don't know. It, it, I get, I think I get what they're trying to do. And I understand it's it's a significant theme, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's a little overkill. So when uh, Jack walked into that room, what's that guy's name? Dogen or Lennon? Yeah, Do is it Dogen or Dogen or Dogen? Either one, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But he walked into his office, didn't he? And he had that baseball. Now is that just a reference to the Red Sox winning the World Series? And why would he have a baseball in there? I honestly thought he was just kind of spinning it, looking for like something, some sort of hokey, othersy kind of science, like. It's spinning off balance, therefore something's not right in the world. Like that, like a witch doctory kind of mysticism. Like you'd read tea leaves, and yeah, he's reading the spin of the ball. And oh, I don't know. But he, you know, funny Jack got right in there. One minute they won't let him do anything, and then he can have free run of the temple. Yeah, I was very surprised about that. You know, step aside, and they just okay. Yeah, you know, we had to do is ask and. Yeah, that was it. They were, he was uh, straight through there, wasn't he? That just seems very... Okay, why why put two guards there if he can just walk straight through? I, I don't understand that. Well, we did get the sense from the two guys with Kate and Jin that these are almost like these are the prophesized ones. You know, there's a reference to they are them. We can't kill one of them. We don't even know if they're one of them. Right. They might not be them. So... And Sawyer has to come back. They, you know, even even that. Just please don't go. Oh, come on, <laughs> like really? It's are we that that anti controlling someone that you know we're just gonna kind of timidly ask, please don't go out the door and die? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, it all just seems very. They seem very controlled in everything that they do. They. They don't seem to get their emotions up too high. I don't know if there's a reason for that or not, but it just seems well. They seem very impotent. Like they, they don't make me, don't make me use my secret weapon. 
Yeah. You really don't want to see me use my secret weapon? Well, what? Uh, no, 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 no. You wouldn't want to see it. You wouldn't want to know what it was. I can't yeah. even tell you. You wouldn't understand. Like, if, you, if you punch me in the face one more time, I'll get mad. That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's their own fault that they don't communicate well. And that's been an, another's problem throughout, except for Ben and Juliet. <laughs> Nobody else tells the truth. No Carl one communicates. No one communicates on this island. Maybe that's part of the wonder of the island. No one actually communicates. <laughs> it's very bizarre that no one, you know, no one when they had uh, Ben Linus in the uh, in the hatch in season two, no one told anyone about anything. And when they There's did find out, all jamming their hearts, they yeah. just can't communicate. Now there was a. Uh, I thought a very significant scene in this episode, the one where they strapped Saeed to the, the table or the uh, the bench or whatever it was, and he was there basically to torture him. And yes. he, um, I'm going to say it was the ash. I'm sure everyone else is saying it's the ash, but first thing I thought, that Dogon or Dojon, he poured some ash into his hands and blew it over Saeed's rippling torso, didn't he? Right. Now, is that a test to see whether whoever who has possessed him or who has taken him or obviously if it was the black smoke monster, I am expecting a reaction to that. I th I think you're right, and I think then the shocking and the fire was an attempt to draw it to the surface in case it was repressed or yeah, or, or to see hiding. if it has actually gotten hold of him. If the ash or the shocking or the uh, the the heat burn had made a reaction, then maybe there was a a way of saving him, or to see how deep into his soul it has actually gone. Were you surprised to find that they were looking to kill, not cure, Said? Not really, no. I, think I thought it... they might genuinely have a cure. I thought it might be some herbal thing that was gonna like save Said. It was like an enema, though, wasn't it? It was huge, that thing. <laughs> I feel bad for Saeed, because I mean, his character right now is, again, a shell of what he was. Oh, he's totally uh, caught in limbo at the moment, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. not actually him. He's not doing his net-breaking thing. He's not doing his tracking thing. He's not doing his interrogation thing. No, he, and he was tortured, and it was you know, payback for what he had done. But it's... He doesn't even seem to realize it. He he looked like a little child turning and saying to Jack, "I I don't know what to do. I trust you. You tell me. Yeah. If you tell me to take the pill, I take the pill." Yeah, but yeah, seeing that that seemed a bit whimpery as well, didn't it? it yeah. Whether he, I'm I'm thinking that the black smoke monsters taking over him, and they were just seeing how deep it had festered inside him. And they're just waiting for it to come through and bleed out. And then that's it. Totally overexposed. He turned into another black smoke monster fake Saeed guy. Because when uh, Dogon was actually burning him with the uh, with like, the brand thing. He was actually trying to look into his eyes, wasn't he? To see any reaction through the eyes. I, I don't know. It just seems very weird. And that was a made, made a certain point of as well. Mm-hmm. So why would he tell him that he's passed the test and then that was a total lie? And then Saeed's already worked it out anyway. Maybe they just don't deal with outsiders that often? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Know. And they think that they fooled him anyway. I mean, they got fooled by Kate 
pretty badly. Yeah, but that that's the same. Right? The scene we're talking about is when uh, Kate was walking through the jungle after Sawyer, after Sawyer actually left the temple. Right, and she had no intention of bringing him back, she says. She was always just trying yeah. to escape. Now, the guy that she... Uh, well, the guys that she was traveling with, uh, one of the others, was that the guy that got fooled by the Wookiee con? Or was it someone else? Because he turned around and said, you hit me over at, over the head with the butt of a rifle. Now, I'm, I'm thinking... I haven't seen it for a little while, but I'm thinking that that's the guy when yeah, Alex so. ran up to, to try and get Carl out of room 23. He yeah. was reading uh, a book by Stephen Hawking, and uh, I think Kate threatened to shoot him in the kneecaps, and then she ended up butting him in the head with the, back, uh, the bottom of a rifle. So I'm gonna get. I'm thinking that that's that same guy. Yeah, I think you're right. And what was his name? Was it Waldo? Aldo. No oh, w, Aldo. Just, Aldo. Aldo. <laughs> I don't know. So she, she goes out and takes those guys out so she can go roam free. She and Jin have the argument. Jin decides he's not going to go with her. He's going to go look for Sun on his own. Yeah, well, th there's a, a trap that they come up to. Now, there's a bit of a debate. Is it Daniel Russo's trap or is it someone else's trap? They did actually turn around and say, no, she's been dead for many years which would I think it would be three years that she'd been dead by then wouldn't it well I would say it's Claire's trap because ah, Claire's yeah. the new Rousseau okay yeah that makes sense so I would think it's whatever I think that's the parallel that we're supposed to see because I actually thought at the end of the episode that it was white haired Rousseau still alive yeah it took me a, a little bit to recognize it was Claire, but I think that she now is living as Rousseau. She's adopted that position. Mm-hmm. See, now, we, we mentioned a couple times that the Black Smoke Monster might have been Christian and Claire, but it could be that this is a, a different uh, person, different presence. What if, oh, what if Rousseau claimed Claire? Was Rousseau dead before Claire died? Yeah, she died before Claire died. Um, or the no, same ev everyone's, spirit. Everyone's thinking that Claire died when the rocket launcher hit the house that she was in. Yeah. Alright, that might be forcing that a little bit. But I would I think that she's supposed to be the new Rousseau, and I think the traps aren't Rousseau's, they're Claire's. Yeah. Especially if you've seen a, a screenshot of Claire, she looks really gritty now. Like she's, you know, she's all ramboed out now. She's figured out how to live <laughs> off the land for three years. And Yeah. Well, she looked very hardcore in that final shot anyway, didn't she? Yeah. That was a nice little bombshell to end on. But Well, another parallel thing, Sawyer's ring. Do you think that's the ring that Desmond had? It looked like it had the tiny little diamond and... The one that he was going to give to Penny. Yeah. It could be. But no, wouldn't that be in the same timeline, though? It, yeah, but I, I mean, I think it... Even if it's not the exact same ring, I think it's supposed to, supposed to look to, like the ring. Yeah. Now, when Sawyer went to the, the barracks, I thought it was kind of cool he was digging through and, you know, it, it had occurred to me once before, but this was the first time it, it really hit home that that when he was there, 
uh, later on, he was in his own place. You know, there may have been pictures of him on the wall somewhere and him and Juliet. Yeah, that was his house, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the house that Juliet burnt the muffins at the start of season three. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I, I was happy that he kind of went back there and went to his little secret stash and dug up the floorboards and got his things and all. Yeah. I was annoyed that Kate was there. Pleased that she backed off a little bit, but I don't know. That, that was really the part where I just had it with her being this broken, needy, crying at Sawyer's story. She brought up Claire again. It just, I don't know. It. Well, he seemed a very broken man anyway, didn't he? Yeah, when I was he... actually concerned he was going to like go in, into one of the barracks and we'd hear a gunshot and that was going to be the end of his character. But I'm can... glad they didn't do that. Yeah, that'd work though, wouldn't it? He was that broken. Yeah, he he just seemed oh just so down in the dumps. I know his girlfriend's just died. He's obviously going to be down in the dumps, but um, it's just the way that he left it. It's very parallel of Jack saying, "You know, don't come after me." Mm-hmm. Scenes do seem to reoccur in this show, don't they? You yes. have that scene. There was a, a another scene where you know when we had uh, Ben and Fake Lock and Jacob underneath the foot there was another scene a little while ago when you had Locke, Ben and Locke's dad was tied up to a stake mm-hmm. and they're all gibbering and jabbering around each other and you know don't tell me what I can do I, I have to do this and oh, someone's beating down on someone while someone else is mocking each other that seemed, seemed to represent that other scene if that makes sense there's also a scene where uh, all the the losties are walking out along the beach, and the the camera pans up, and you see all all the losties walking away. On at the end of season three, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And you also had when Flock was going to go to find Jacob. You also had the very same scene where all the others were following Flock, and scenes like that seem to bounce around. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I think easily. they definitely are. I think they definitely do have like parallel events and even the thing with Claire it or or the scene with Sawyer throwing the ring in the water yeah just there's there's a lot of things that do seem to kind of represent parallel events so where's um Sawyer going to go from here now i don't know i i was that was one part i was very pleased with i thought they handled him in a good way i mean he was broken he went out he didn't go out self-destructively he went cuz he had something he wanted to do it wasn't a positive thing but he he wanted to go get the ring and i guess say his final goodbye and and i'm sorry to juliet because he felt responsible for her being there i was glad he didn't turn to kate he seems to have no interest in her now and find her almost like annoying that she's constantly over the shoulder yeah um i'm wondering he might need her but i don't think he's going to turn to her yeah i'm just worried that they're drawing a lot of parallels with star wars here as well um are we not going to see Sawyer for a couple of episodes now and all of a sudden he'll turn up towards the very end maybe with four episodes to go and he's with the cavalry <laughs> yeah he's like Han Solo flying in the Millennium Falcon um, knocking Darth Vader out of the way isn't he oh, go on kid blow this thing and we'll go home they said they need him to come back yeah and and they're going to need Juliet too Actually, they're going to need Kate too so so they're all going to have to end up back there anyway aren't they or they all have to end up together yeah I think it's not going to be the temple now I think that because they are where they are, they're going to end up all getting drawn somewhere else. Hmm. 
And there was another parallel. Um, Dogon, he was talking to Jack, and he was talking about, was it the the infection? After he'd swallowed the enema, and, <laughs> and sat down and had a nice little cup of tea with him. And he turned around and said, oh, the same thing happened to your sister. Now, that was very, or oh, there is another, for me anyway. So, have we, in any part of this program, ever seen Jack's sister? Well, that would be Claire. That oh, he was talking about Claire turning into... Uh, of course it would. Yeah, so... And, and his declaration is that Claire was possessed by something dark, something like an evil. I, uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, what a fool. I was thinking, oh, we haven't seen his sister. What a dick. <laughs> now, I wonder... I, I mean, it's there's just not time. But if they wanted to somehow have Claire turn back to the side of good she took all those shots all those vaccination shots yep I mean they that was a big deal she had to take it she had to take it could that possibly get used as a way to, for her to help reject the infection what the modern equivalent it's, of the pill well but that was poison that stuff so they were going to just kill the host but perhaps she would I mean she was vaccinated against it that's that, that was a sickness they were trying to prevent yeah i don't know i those are probably loose ends just like the picture in ben's apartment that looked just like her and well you know we're not going to know whether that was juliet or the mom and no i think the vaccination is probably an, an old issue too i don't know i don't know i see with the with the pill uh going towards saeed i I think I I know he said it was poison, but I don't think it was meant to actually kill Saeed. I think it was to kill the the entity inside of him, or where because he said once it reaches his his heart, it he'll be totally turned. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking it's I hope it's not like an antibiotic, but it seems that way, and I don't think they would have killed Saeed. Oh, well, that's what I was asking you before, if you were surprised that they were going to kill Saeed instead of cure him. I thought they were going to cure him at first. Mm. That's what I thought the medicine was going to do. But I think he's just pondering on it now. I'm thinking about it more and more. Well, I was surprised, but now I, I could see that just being they're cutting their losses. Mm. I think whatever Jacob told them needed to happen, they feel like it can't happen. Especially now that Sawyer's gone and all. I don't know. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up on this episode? Um, no, I, I should definitely qualify again to the listeners. It, I didn't hate the episode. I mean, there were definitely things about it that were cool and, and things that I thought were well done. I just found this to be uh, similar to a lot of the episodes I did not like in the past. And I feel this kind of urgency. There's only so many left. And without knowing what's ahead... My impression at this point is I wish they would have done some things differently, but maybe it'll turn out to be perfect the way they did it. When I watch it once or twice, then I do get a bit of a down on episodes like this, but it's also talking about it and thinking about other theories and hearing things that I didn't see in the first place that makes me actually think it wasn't a bad episode, actually. And it's just going on in my head now. I'm like, ooh, I like that, I like that. So you know, it's already gone up in my estimation already. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces to it, but I, I have a feeling they're only going to go with some of those, because again, there's only, what is it, 
14 episodes, 14 hours left now. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. But one of the things, it's as true today as it is when I first started watching the show. I look at the clock on a commercial break, and I can't believe how much time has gone by. I'm mm. like a panic because there's so little time left. I don't feel that way about Flash Forward or V or a whole bunch of these other shows. But even here, even on an episode like this one, I look at the clock and I go, oh my God, there's only 15 minutes left. No, I totally understand. This episode, funny enough, was also 42 minutes long. I don't know. It seemed to be creeping up a little bit. So who? this was Kate off-island. Yes. And uh, that 2004, who do you think we see next? Which Whose story? Next week. Or, well, it might not even be next week. They might go a week without digging specifically into one person but yeah because so i haven't seen the the next week on lost i i never get to see that over here and i i don't get to see it on the internet so do you think we'll th- see Locke go to jack at some point i think they've got to go back to the other camp now haven't they oh off island sorry yeah uh i th- yeah I, I think it's got to be who else can they actually do well you do hurley gin and gin and Sawyer there they got to do something with Jin and Sun because Jin is uh, detained by security. We don't know if Sun can speak English. There's yep. been some conversation about she was Miss Paik, not Mrs. Kwan. Yep. Um, I someone else pointed that out. I think it was, think it was uh, Anna from Indiana who had oh, mentioned it. Okay. I, I saw it on the Dharma Dummy Dharma La Dharma Dummies Borders. Uh, oh yeah, lottery ticket saying it. As you're well. right. Yeah, it was a uh, Mary a uh, lottery lotto. Mary, lottery ticket on the Dharma Dummies board and uh, on Twitter and such. Yeah. She pointed out that it didn't look like there was a ring and that she was Miss Paik. And it really changed my perception because I thought at first it was still the same conniving son looking to leave her husband. Now I'm thinking they might not be married at all. Mm. Now, going back another episode, I've heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but Desmond had a ring on. Now, does that mean he married his first missus or did he marry Penelope or well it depends on where Widmore is yeah Widmore might not be alive at this point no he was kicked off the island wasn't he yeah but that was when they took Rousseau's baby he was kicked off the island but when Faraday goes back to get the bomb and gets shot Hawking and Widmore are still there Uh. Ben's not in charge yet Ben's still a child. Yeah, Eloise. At the time of the incident. Eloise is in charge, isn't she? Yes, so Widmore is still there. He may have been off island having a fling or something, but he hasn't been exiled yet. No. So he may not, in that reality. Penny's old enough, she should have been born, but he may not have been around to start his big dynasty. That's right. Why do they confuse us so much? I, I hope. It's got enough answers that we're satisfied, and I hope they don't leave one or two big ones at the end that they create in the last minute and don't get to. I don't know. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I really am. I I don't think they've they they've haven't done much wrong at the moment. Thinking back no. on it, no, they're going through and they're they're giving good information without opening too many new cans of worms. Anything that we don't know, I feel like we're going to get an answer to. Mm. Of the new stuff, do you still think the others are the good guys? I'm un- I'm under the impression that Flock is the good guy. I agree. 
I, well, or at least not evil. I think he's he might be different, differently motivated, <laughs> but I don't think he's an evil person. Yeah, he's he's a repressed good guy. He's just screaming to get out. But he is vicious, though. So I don't know. You know what? But I was thinking about that. I mean, the others kill a lot of people. That you know, just shoot them, shoot them. I mean, they they don't have a respect for life. Okay. When they didn't recognize Jack and all them, that was the order was to shoot them. <laughs> oh, what before they they got the the note yeah. from the onk? Uh, he... only the worthy are saved. Well, that's probably one other thing we should talk about that we didn't get to when Dojin says he was brought here. You know, how does a Japanese man get on the island? And he says, "Well, I I was brought here." And Jack says, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "You know what I mean." So that goes back to the destiny sense. For all this free will stuff, <laughs> now you have the idea that people are brought in to be players in this game. And that Jack's supposed to know that it's his destiny to be there. Yeah, he should have should have caught wind on why he's there and who's playing the game. Mm-hmm. So do you think he... Uh, Dogen, he was from the Black Rock, possibly. Because mm. there was... um. A, he had uh, like candles, not candles, sorry, lanterns hanging around in his room. And it just seemed very, I don't know, boaty. I, I noticed he kept grabbing his necklace a lot. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that's going to turn out to be. I think there's a symbol there or some, I mean, it could just be a personal affectation. But it seems like there's something there that that's important to him. All right. Well, what do we have? Another five days till the next episode. So. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Yep. Uh, you guys who sent us emails, we definitely appreciate it. We love reading them. Not all of them are really perfect for reading out loud because some of them are reactions or you know, the fine compliments you guys give us, or it might even be a little bit of a prediction that then we find out by the time the next episode comes out that that was not necessarily. Uh, the the true interpretation of what was going on but yep. please do keep sending us stuff letting us comments giving us tweets if if you want uh to talk on skype just let either of us know we're happy to to talk anytime if we're free mm-hmm. definitely so i guess what uh by the time the folks listen to this it'll be two or three days to the u.s airing another four or five days till the uk airing yeah, that's right. People will just be winding up in uh, America land, getting ready for the next episode, you lucky, yeah. lucky people. Well, make sure you look for us this come well, obviously, this Saturday. You'll have it. And look for us every Saturday. You know, sometime during the day, we'll get that sh- show released to you. And uh, you'll have it. Digest it, listen to it, share it, retweet it. <laughs> yes. And enjoy. And if you're looking for something different, uh, more of Elton and I, but not necessarily about Lost, please do check out our other podcast. It's an apotheosis of a bombast. And we just talk about like random news, stuff going on in our lives, crazy websites, um, all kinds of quirky things. And you can find that at bombastpodcast.podbean.com or on iTunes. Excellent. Sounds like a good place to end it now then. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys in another week. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you later. All right, bye.
This podcast is a proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. Get all your favorite Lost podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com.